All right, I think we're live. Nice. Nice. Look here, Michael. Michael Nip. What are you doing here? Hello. I'm I'm new here, but I'm excited to be on the show. A wild Michael appeared. Long time, long time listener, first time caller. (laughs) What's the show called, Michael? This is Press X to Revolution. I hope it is Press X to Revolution, where where ordinary people talk about video games. Yeah. In that in that our in that our tagline. I think so. You don't know. You've been. Gone. Tagline, six. Have, it's been like two months since we've even mentioned the tagline. I think it's well, okay I to just move. Time. I mentioned the tagline last time. I tried to pull up Michael last time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about. There's actually plenty to talk about. Uh, there will be even more to talk about next next episode whenever we film that because Sony has their um their PS5 conference tomorrow night on the ninth. Um, but so I guess we'll start as always with what we have been playing. Uh, mm-hmm. Michael, you just had a baby or your wife had a baby your yeah. family had a baby you had a child i i did little of the effort yeah did you <laughs> very little did you play anything or just you just listen to every dresden book so i audio? in addition to listening to the dresden files in, in its entirety almost did you um, 15 books in the last like however long um like 10 <laughs> like i was already summoned how big are those books not very big. Okay. On audiobook, they're like 15 average, probably. Also, it's like a Mistborn. Yeah, yeah. 15 hours on audiobook? Probably. And you read 10 of them. You listened to 150 it's hours. Been two mo- Dude, it's been two months. Has it really? <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time, man. Has it really? Yeah, I've been gone a long time. So. Wow, I didn't know that. In addition oh, to listening okay. to Justin Files, um, most of it, uh, I have been playing a lot of family friendly video games with my kids with um, with the youngest right well not the well he he was sitting on my lap today uh, eli okay. was playing with me but um i have played a lot of mario golf and a lot of mario tennis we talked about mario golf like it came out right before i i took the break mm-hmm. but i have now beaten the campaign um have you played as waluigi yet absolutely not why would i do that dude <laughs> In fact, Waluigi is so okay. Has uh, Andrew, you also have Mario Golf. Have you played the campaign very much? I played like f- fifteen minutes of it. And it's just a like, strange. It's a strange concept of a campaign because I would rather just play like multiplayer. Well, it's supposed just, to be not like, even multiplayer, just like golf over and over. Again. It's supposed to be like an RPG where there's a story and your character gets, but you play as a me and you design your character and mm-hmm. it gets better over time. And it starts off and it's like, hey learn how to golf, play in this tournament, do well in the tournament, and you move forward, and you're going through the different modes. And it's like, I mean, it's Mario, but it's like Mm -hmm. a fairly serious golf game. And um, there's some times where it's like, oh, there's weather, like it's raining, you can't play this course, you have to go do this mini quest first. It pretends to be normal until probably the 75% mark, where all of a sudden... You go to the a new course, just like you always have been. And then it's like, hey, Waluigi and Wario are out chilling by this lightning god statue. Okay. And um, they're summoning lightning and you have to go stop it. So you, you, you go out there and there's this is the first time you've interacted with any of the actual Mario characters in the campaign. But Waluigi and Wario are trying to summon this lightning god's power to get a treasure somehow. And then the story goes off the rails. You you kill a phoenix. You um you, you you defeat a lightning god. Bowser is a hero in the story, um where he's actually like <laughs> keeping the balance between winter and fire. And you have to like free Bowser from his winter prison and kill an evil snowman. And then all of a sudden you're the hero of golf. And it's a very weird campaign that I did not see coming that I defeated today. So now my Mm. me is a pro golfer who is better than Mario, which is saying a lot. Did you ever play the tennis campaign on Mario tennis? I've just started that where, uh, where the tennis (laughs) campaign starts off with Wario and Waluigi discovering (laughs) a mind controlling tennis racket that accidentally they're trying to, possess mario with a demon and they <laughs> accidentally possess luigi. luigi and so the campaign is mario trying to free luigi from a tennis demon <laughs> alan you yes. seem confused i would like you to ask your question please please uh, i have no idea what 
<laughs> Mario. It's a new Mario tennis. The new Mario uh, tennis last year. Oh, last uh, year. Yeah, and it's the new Mario Golf as well. It's not the yeah. I knew the Mario Golf just came out. It's not the Mario. It's not the original Mario Tennis with the where the where Waluigi was invented, where he was conceived. No, no, was, that was just where he was. That was that was the GameCube one. He I was believe. spawned from the depths of Hades to uh, just be no. Wario's partner. Waluigi. No. <laughs> yeah. Mario Tennis was actually a Nintendo sixty four game released in two thousand. Yeah, yeah. And the Waluigi didn't come along until the GameCube one. Oh. That's not true I... I feel like i'm gonna have to fight wikipedia i don't know oh, are you fact checking me live I'm checking you right now i will no, I, I, first I'm... debuting in the 2064 game mario tennis okay. it was the 64 one okay yeah he was definitely to, to polarizing reception from the media <laughs> because he said because it's waluigi has gained a cult following Especially helped through his use as an internet meme. He wears cowboy gear in Mario Golf. Like he has a cowboy hat and like cowboy boots. It's a little um Yeah. It just it makes for a, a children's game, it just makes me uncomfortable a little bit. A lot. <laughs> a little bit a lot. But I played a lot of Mario Golf, played a lot of Mario Tennis. I played the demo for the upcoming WarioWare game that's actually like semi-relevant right now. I want to play that. The demo is pretty fun. Um, it is, it's a little different because you're controlling, I, and I think we talked about this in a previous episode, but like previous WarioWare games, the micro, micro, micro games, that's what they call them. Like either yeah. you had a touchscreen input or some other input where you're inputting into the game directly. In all of these um, micro games, you are controlling a character, and the characters all have a unique uh, benefit and mm -hmm. detractor to themselves. Like they move, either they have advantages in moving or the way they interact with the environment, but they also have disadvantages for for the opposite. And a part of every micro game is not just figuring out what the game is and beating it as quickly as possible. It's doing that while recognizing what your character's strengths and weaknesses are. And it's, it's a lot of, lot of fun. And I was not sure if I would be excited about the new one, but I let my kids play the demo and they had a ton of fun with it. Amanda had some fun with it. I had fun with it. I'm like, I might buy the new WarioWare game. Cause it seems kind of rad. And I'm yeah. This is for the switch. Of course it is. I'm I'm sorry, Alan, but it is. <laughs> Andrew, what have you been playing? Um, so I um I've been continuing to play Overwatch um quite a bit. Um and really enjoying that. Uh, I <laughs> a uh, last this past weekend, uh I had we had a really good match in um unranked and we like we we performed really well. This is my brother Will and a friend Joe. And uh, so I was like, you know what, guys? I think we're ready. And I loaded us into a ranked match, to which then we got crushed so hard. It was just like, well, this wasn't ready. So we pulled back and we went into the, we just goofed around, but we still played a lot of that. Really enjoying that game. is still very active, very fun. Loving it. Don't know why I quit. Who do you play? Um, so I'm, my, as a tank, I main Reinhardt. Uh, he's our shield boy, uh, big heavy hammer. Um, and then I run also I side diva a little bit. Um, as a healer, I will run uh, a Zenyatta uh, primary or Mercy, depending on the need. Lucio, if, the, if I need to fill a role. And then damage, um, Soldier 76 is my kind of go-to for damage. He's called the Duty Man. Kind of That kind of runs in line with me. And then um, I've been playing a little bit more Ash, trying to get better with her. So, um, yeah, just... Goofing around, hanging out. That's the good multiplayer shooter that we've since Call of Duty's just kind of gone to poo and Battlefield's not out yet. We're just really heavy into Overwatch right now. So I'm really Alan, enjoying that. Alan, have you played Overwatch? Uh no, I don't play. I mean, it's a PC game, first of all. It's um, on the Switch. Consoles, dang it. It's on consoles. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you know who plays competitive shooting or shooters over the internet on a console? A lot of people. <laughs> I don't I don't I mean. I don't. I don't like competitive shooters unless I like. I like couch co-op competitive or couch. Yeah, but the couch thing about so like the, I, I agree. I also am not a shooter boy. The thing about Overwatch is fun is because it's so uh, role based, almost like an MMO. Yeah. So like you can play a healer and be like, I don't have to be good at shooting. I'm just going to heal my friends, and it adds an element that I think can bring in people that don't. 
Absolutely. Like myself, who are not good at shooters. The problem, the problem is, is that because time is so limited, I don't really play games that don't like have an ending or have a story kind of thing. Sure. Because like that's why I don't play a lot of mobile games. It's like, like I mean, yeah, this is I guess spending my time. Um, so I never, I never played Overwatch just because of that. Because it's like, yeah, I mean, I could like I, I'll play, I'll play games like that, like you know, Mario Party or get or whatever. Like sure. if, there's, if there's people in the house or like Arrows, sorry, Towerfall Ascension yeah. or this new game or, that I keep hearing. Um, what is it? Chicken, chicken, ninja, ultimate dog? chicken horse, ultimate chicken horse. There you go. Which mm-hmm. I have not played yet, but I've heard is you know fun. Man, I wish we I wish we could set up online co op for that game. I'd love to play that with you. Is that the chicken horse one where you you have the pieces and you make the things? And Correct. Then you run through you, the you're building like you a make... platforming level yeah. where you're the also yeah you're trying to stop your friends from crossing while also building a map that you yourself can cross. Nice. I love that game. And it, so yeah, no, definitely. Well, um, um sorry, go ahead. So I've, I've been playing a lot of Overwatch, but what I've kind of gotten into new is um, I picked up an old mobile game that I um, stopped playing a couple years ago called Pocket City, which is basically a Sim City clone on your phone. And so, you know, but laying down those commercial and residential zones and building my, my city, um, I got really into that to the point where it's like, you know what? I've got City Skylines. I'm going to try and get into City Skylines, which is a... Basically, what Sim City should be um, in modern day, EA really dropped the ball with the last Sim City, and so City Skylines has kind of carried the torch um, and for that genre. And so I started building a city um, and learning how to play that game. <laughs> and man, there it's that game brings a whole element to city management. Like you when um, so mine is kind of on a peninsula is where my city is at. So I've got access to like fresh water. So I ran a water station and it's pumping water into my city. Well, what I realized very quickly is that I probably shouldn't have my um, sewer dump next to my fresh water intake for my city. Um, and so I moved it to another part of the island of the peninsula. And then I had to move it again because it was like, I'm expanding into these areas. I need these places. Well, at one point, I'm, I, I'm I not sure. Question. If, yes. I live in a city where the dump is not that far from the freshwater intake. And I'm curious if that might be a problem. <laughs> well, when my citizens started getting sick and I couldn't figure out the reason well, why. I do live in a town where people make illicit materials and they're not the best. So, yeah. What do they make? Um, I don't know. Well, this channel, they, is, yeah, my, yeah, Michael, this, channel, this channel isn't monetized. So we can just like say crack, right? <laughs> You live, you live near Crack House? Oh, yeah. I live in a crack town, yeah. Yeah. Why? He's in the town. Because it's I the Midwest. In. What else are we supposed to freaking do out here? Wyoming is the heroin town. Are you judging me, man? Yeah. Is there just nothing to do? You're in, you're, I thought you were in Omaha. I think, I think your city I, needs I live, to place more police stations, Michael. I live so that 30 they can minutes lower away the crime from Omaha. Rate. Oh. I think. Your police stations aren't spaced out properly. I think they, that'll, that'll help bring the crime rate down if you just put a couple more police stations around. Do you, there's nothing to do in Omaha? No, they're, they're, I'm mostly kidding. But okay. well, I am mostly kidding, but also there are drugs in this town. There's a lot of drugs um, in that town, for sure. Um, but real quick, I don't want you to skip yeah. over the fact that uh, Pocket Cities is an amazing phone game. If you are looking for a, um, a Sim City light, that also yes. will suck your phone battery and your time away. I played that again recently as well. And that game is very good until you mm-hmm. max out your map. Pocket Cities. My wife was like, what's that game called? They're talking about. It's real good. And it's, um, mm-hmm. it, it, it will take you a while, but eventually you will max out the map. And the only way to like get better is to kind of min-max everything. At that point, it's not super fun, but that's hours of fun on a mobile game. That's real good. So, Michael, did you expand into other regions in, on uh, the Pocket I City? I did. Okay, so you, you maxed those out, too? I got real big. I wasted a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at some point, when you because you start out with this initial just giant landmass, and then you build it out, and then at some point the game's like, we've grown big enough, we can expand into other regions, and it's basically just other giant tiles that are around your tile where you can just like build cities out. So I'm ex- currently building a mining town to the north um, to help uh, with resources and stuff like that for my city. So it's a dang good game. It's real fun. 
Um, I my parents gifted me um, the Sim City on the DS, and I played a lot of that when I was a kid. Sim City is excellent. I didn't even know that was a thing. That's yeah, awesome. I, I might still have a copy. I don't. Anyway, um, so City Skylines, I've been playing a lot of that. Um, playing those, uh, I've got. It took me. It's taken me a little bit because there's not really a tutorial for the game. And so I just kind of been figuring out like, all right, how do, how far do I need to lay electrical lines and water lines and and getting all that stuff figured out. So um, now you you leave your job and come home and do a city administrator's <laughs> job, <laughs> city planner's job. Yes, I just built uh, a hospital. Um, there was a problem in my city for a while where people were dying, but there wasn't anywhere to put them, so they were just bodies in people's houses, and I was getting negative <laughs> reviews. <laughs> On my city, so I had, to, I had to build a mortuary and a graveyard so that they could get rid of those bodies. That was a real thing that I had to deal with. It's real tough. Mom died. She still sits in the chair here. <laughs> it's like a yeah. creepy episode of some like serial killer murder mystery show. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that's just the plot to the Joker movie. Oh man! But yeah, so it's 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 stuff like that where I was like, like, and then like I said, like I didn't had to start building clinics. Hospitals are expensive, guys. Like I had to save up so much money just to build one hospital in my town. So it it's just dumb stuff like that. I filled up a landfill, and it's like, well, this isn't great because I just don't want to build more landfills because then that's not solving the problem. <laughs> So I, I built a, um, I ended up building an incendiary plant that basically incinerates the trash and generates electricity. So that's been really good for my town. Um, Probably freaking makes a mess of CO2 too. <laughs> the biggest, yeah, no, dude, my industrial districts, I've had to downsize them because it's like, <laughs> this is, this isn't great. I need more trees and parks in my city to help. Is this, is this going to make you care about local elections so much more? You can start <laughs> voting. <laughs> oh, my city administrator, he needs me. <laughs> Um, city planners yeah so the biggest issue i'm dealing with right now is traffic is because i've got this giant two lane that comes into my town and so it's and so everyone wants to go i can't figure out why but they all want to go to this one neighborhood and so it's just like so i tried building like multiple entry. <laughs> they're just packing yeah uh so i've tried to build multiple entries into this neighborhood and like one-way streets to try and float create a better flow for the traffic and it's just like no because it's just creating giant traffic jams <laughs> it's like i don't know what i don't know how to fix this. <laughs> so i'm learning like traffic flow science and stuff like that too the this is the video game content you guys came here to see <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to hear about city planning <laughs> yes so that's mostly what i've been Planned. I'll have to give you guys an update in a little bit if I can figure out this traffic problem. <laughs> let me let me tell you that I'm sure I'm certain everyone is waiting in with bated breath for the next episode. Do I gotta do I gotta listen to next week's episode to figure out the traffic? All right, all right. So maybe we should take a poll then. Would you rather hear what happens to my space birds? And what's going on with them? Definitely the traffic circle. Is okay. Cool. All right. I might try a roundabout and see how I was going to say, you should put roundabouts in. It's got to fix it. <laughs> I, so I don't know if I had actually finished Dark Souls last time, but I platinum oh. Dark Souls 3, and it was super fun. And now, Michael, you'll be very pleased to hear, I am currently playing Assassin's Creed Unity. <laughs> <laughs> I've I, seen some of your updates on Instagram, dude. Oh, no, the map. The, the, the map no, dude. I've I. Seen, I've never seen more icons in my entire life. Oh, I, yeah. Assassin's Creed yeah. Unity is peak problem with everything with Ubisoft. It was. Games. Yeah. It legitimately was because when that game came out, like it was broken, but people were saying like even if they fixed it, it's still not fun yeah. to play. Okay, so I despised it when I first started playing. But I am now several hours into it. First of all, let me tell you the first problem. I am hours into this game. I am in sequence 10 of 12. So I am oh, almost dang. finished with the main story. This game wow. takes place during the French Revolution. And I have not seen one guillotine. What? Not one. There is what? not a single guillotine in this game up to this point. And I am almost done with it. And it takes place during the French Revolution. I'm sorry. When you think French Revolution, do you think running around and passing out a pamphlet? And, oh, people are going. No, no. You think guillotine. I've seen Robespierre once. 
at glance. That's the uh, only thing I know about the French Revolution. Uh, I don't think anybody knows. <laughs> do, you think, do you think anyone cares about Napoleon's rise to power? No. Yes. No one cares about Napoleon yeah. in an office looking for secret documents. Nobody cares. Not a single guillotine. You're a history buff. This is what you should be caring about. I am playing a game set in the French Revolution, and there is not one guillotine. I want some ads to roll. <laughs> Ridiculous. But that aside, I will say that the controls, the, the parkour, like running up and down, is so much smoother and so much easier. In fact, it's a little too easy to where bro just... I'm on the ground and he jumps on a chair and crouches like he's on the ledge of a building. It's a I feel chair. like that's been a constant through the series, though. It's worse. He's stickier than ever before. Oh, but, but the standard running up and down buildings is much faster, much smoother. Getting down, I have not once leapt to my death. Not once. It is very smooth scaling down a building. Like that you seems like down. a bare minimum. Yeah. <laughs> So, I know. But, How many games did it take him to nail that? I know. I think the, parkour is fine. the combat is slightly better in that combat is now more than pressing square and then auto killing on parry. Like auto killing. There's no counter kills anymore. Yes. You you still press square to block and parry, but then you just open up, open them up for attack. Um, it is kind of bullcrap. So they they because, finally got to Batman combat. Yeah, but every every single freaking fight you get into, there are like half of them stand out of the fray and that you can't see where they are. You just see an icon saying that they're shooting you and bullets do like two thirds of your health is absolute. It is absolute trash with that crap. Um, but all of those icons, the problem is, is they're not like, they don't do anything. There are four kinds of chess, white chess, blue chess, red chess, yellow chess, and they all used to be like linked with like the stupid app, the companion app they had, and they don't have that anymore. So without that, there's just four different types of chests, just making them more chess. And it's do not you, like do you need microtransactions to open them. It's not like there's different stuff in them. There's gold oh. in all of them. That's it. It's just gold. Okay. Well, and one of the different colored chests then. Well, one of them was like helped you point out stuff for the companion app. One of them like were co-op chests, like, and they just got Ooh. rid of them. So now they're just all there. And then one of them were locked chests, which is just dumb. Um, but Ooh. they're stupid co-op missions, which are so stupid. Pete actually has the PS4 version, and Pete and I from Ponderings at Pete, Pete oh. and I played a co-op mission, and it was it's garbage. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. No, no so I mean it was fun, but the problem is you have to do too well to like. In order to get all the achievements, you have to do really well at them. And we're like, what is this crap? I imagine oh. that it was fun just because you were playing with Pete. Yeah, but these but people in spite of everything. the game. They see everything. There's like <laughs> people spot you where you're like, there is no way that okay. Person is in a, he's in an inside in a third story window. Mm -hmm. You are like over here, like from nowhere, you are not in that guy's range of sight because he's not at the window. He's inside the building. And yet, boom, you get the freaking alert. And you're like, that guy cannot see me. What are you talking about? That guy can see me. Garbage. So this is get in a cardboard box. Wrong, this is post four. Unity was the what, first one. That, that was what I was going to ask. Was this five or? Unity was the first one after um, four and Rogue, which is yes. 4.5. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And Rogue, was it Rogue on things? Wasn't Rogue released the same year as Four, but it was the last gen one? Yes. Um, no, it was released like a year afterwards. Like it was released like one year afterwards. That's they right. Update this was still this was still their like every year release cycle. Yeah. Unity yeah. stop Unity started the every other year release cycle. Okay. So that was the the straw that broke the camel's back. Perfectly. Yeah. And unity was just so bugged when it came out. It's not bugged at all in my experience. So it's not, it's not like, it's not like it's not a fun game. I it, have a request. Yeah. And I think that this will be a popular request for people that watch this video. Mm -hmm. If I buy you a video game Ooh. to play after unity, will you at least try to play it? Even though it may sound gross. It depends oh, on it that caveat at the end. <laughs> It depends on what it is. Uh, if I buy you Shadow of Mordor, will you play Shadow of Mordor after <laughs> Unity? 
I won't play it after Unity, but I'll play it after my next game that's after Unity because I have a game. Okay, well, as 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 your Assassin's Creed villain. Oh. And I want to see oh, if you you join me in my crusade to say that Shadow of Mordor is the best Assassin's Creed game that's ever come out. Oh, oh, so you want me to play Shadow of Mordor instead of Syndicate, which is the next? Well, no, no, you can play Syndicate after. I just want you to see what a good game is like before you jump back into Assassin's Creed. <laughs> Speaking of so Shadow of Mordor is so good, dude. It's mm -hmm. so good. It's like oh, oh, all the best parts about Assassin's Creed. He's he's not lying. But this, it's this is so spitting good. truth right now. Except except it's the Lord of the Rings tie-ins are awful. And I love I love well, did I play no. the Hobbit? Did you play a Hobbit in that game? No, you don't. Oh no, no, no. You don't play a Hobbit. In fact, there's no Hobbit, right? You're a Ranger. A Hobbit Ranger? I don't think there's any Hobbits in the game. There's no Hobbits. Oh uh, well, um is Gollum considered a Hobbit? Uh well oh, God, in it. why are movies okay okay <laughs> ignore okay ignore literally everything having to do with the story because the developers obviously didn't care I think the okay. story in Shadow of Mortar is kind of garbage the gameplay is it's so much more fun than it should be for what it is we'll see we'll see if it is I'll be the judge of that and then I'll come mm. back I think yeah I think you would like it maybe I'll, I'll be a true believer but. The reason, like, I won't even finish Unity before, because tomorrow, on the 10th, sorry, on Friday, on the 10th, my Weeb game comes out, Tales of Arise. Oh, nice. And on yeah. the 10th, I played the demo, because um, they did release a demo, and it is gorgeous. It is so much prettier than any Tales game coming before. So it is gorgeous. Um, I don't know, like, my buddy Finn and I are... We do not think it's going to be as good as people are saying it's going to be. Um, and I think people are just saying it's going to be good for a Tales game, which is, I mean, not a great, not a, well, it's not a high bar. Really. You, don't, you don't have childhood, like, childhood wonder behind you. Yeah. So that's different. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I just want the, the, the Tales games tend to lack in compelling stories. Like, they're fun because you play with your, you play with your friends. I've always played with my friends. And, um, you know, the interaction between the party is fun. Uh, but they're not really, there's only a couple that have really good storylines. And so I'm hoping that this will be one of them. This is what I did find out. This is not multiplayer. It is one of two Tales games that were designed to be single player, hmm. even though you have a party of four. And I'm like, what? And so I am hoping that because it was designed to be single player, that the story will have more of an emphasis. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see that out. Um, but it comes out Friday and that, and I looked at the freaking achievements. There are no difficulty achievements, which are good, but Tales games are always so bloody grindy when it comes to, um, I've like, I don't have a single platinum for any Tales game because they're always so grindy. And a lot of them are difficulty, have difficulty attached to them. This one doesn't. So it may just be, I'm just going to, it's just going to depend on how grindy it is. For example, one of them is earn 400 titles. Correct me if I'm wrong. What's the gameplay on these? There, um, it's it's you Hack run around. Slash. No, you run around, and you when you touch an enemy, you go into a uh, action battle screen. It's like like it's, fancy. Yeah, it's real time, but it's real time battle. Like the commands you put in are what they do. Like you don't press, you don't like say X cast this. You literally just press the button to cast that. Um, so it's not you don't fight in the field. It takes you to a field where you fight. Um, sure. so it is it is action uh, combat, and always has been which is part of the fun, especially when you're playing four players. Um, but some grindy stuff. But it looks good. The character models are really good. There's this one lady um, who's like a cleric who fights with a mace and an enormous shield, which is not a, a, not a normal Tales character game. Um, and so I like her. She's pretty cool. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. Um, I'll be out of town Friday, so I will not be able to play it. And I need to not play it because I am so behind in everything I should be doing. Like I haven't dude, played Assassin's Creed in two days. Yeah, dude, dude, one of those things where it's it's your personal reward if you accomplish X number of things. That's a good plan. That's a good. Or plan. you get a platform that goes mobile and you can play on the go. I don't think Tails is on mobile. It's not, and also I don't have time on the go. Like when I'm at, like when I'm on the go, I read. Or if well, I'm in my classroom, I work through my lunch. It every just day. it just depends on how long you spend in the bathroom every day. But, but Michael. The biggest news coming out for games uh, yet to be released, the remake, the current gen Xbox Series S and PS5 remake of Alan Wake or remaster. Remaster. I don't want to get overly excited. It is a remaster. <laughs> a remaster. But also, 
I am excited like a little girl. It comes out in October. Oh, I'm going to, yeah, it comes out this year, October. I'm going to try to get Amanda to play through this one with me. It's I've a little. It. It's a little. Wait, there's what? a lot of fighting in it. I've never played Alan Wake. Alan Wake is you. Sh- Alan Wake <laughs> is the most Michael type game that might exist. Is the soundtrack staying intact? The soundtrack is all John Mayer, which is why Michael likes it. No, the soundtrack is not John Mayer, but the soundtrack, the soundtrack, I, I, I think it's intact because they got the licensing back. The game is for sale again. The first couple, no, the first, there's a couple fight in that game. Heartbreak Warfare is just playing in the background. <laughs> Yeah, dude, you're, fi- you're fighting shadow uh, hillbillies with axes, and it's like I still feel like a man. <laughs> See the one that sings, "You're beautiful." No, I don't. Beautiful. Like Who's that? How dare you attribute that to John? John I don't know. Oh, who sings "You're beautiful"? It's know. not John Mayer. Mm-mm. John Lennon. John Mayer needs a hairbrush. <laughs> I'll agree. I'll agree with that. Actually, he does need a hair, and a haircut. Haircut yeah. and real job, you know. Yeah, get, get a haircut, you <laughs> hippie. You dick hippie. Yeah, Alan Wake is one of those games where, as it's it's come out repeatedly, and I own, I've bought it on almost every platform, and it's just just to make Michael happy. Alan Wake <laughs> is a beautiful story of an author who has writer's block, so he goes to the flipping Pacific Northwest, which is my favorite setting for a story. He goes to this small town where everything is not as it seems. He gets in a car wreck, and he wakes up, and everything's changed, and a novel that he doesn't remember writing but is attributed to his name is coming to life and trying to kill him, and it's the most beautiful dark Pacific Northwest (laughs) story made by Remedy, and I love it! Michael, so hold on. Your favorite Video game setting isn't a submarine with muscle dudes in their tank tops, like <laughs> bumping chests in hallways. That's not your favorite. Your we favorite. need to we need to get back to playing. Dude, we gotta play. Uh, we gotta play Man of Medan. Beefy dude simulator. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I love Pacific Northwest story games. I love Remedy games. Alan Wake, okay, I, I'm a little bit afraid it won't it won't live up to my personal hype, but I'm also play it like I, sucks, Michael. I hope you like it. There's part okay. I warn people who haven't played Alan Wake. Mm-hmm. You're an author. <laughs> you're an author trying to fight monsters. You get tired very quickly. The sprint is the, the smallest amount of sprint you will have in any video game. And a lot of the 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 tension of the game is the fact that you can't run very far. And you have batteries for your flashlight. And you, well, yeah. the batteries almost never like. Yes, you do. The batteries are more of a like just a cool down than anything. Um, I don't yeah. ever feel like you're super super limited. Like there are times when you're kind of limited resources, but it's not like Resident Evil style. Like you're gonna just want to shoot people. But also, there's times when you just try to run. <laughs> And your character runs for like 2.2 seconds and then you have to walk really slowly. He gets real winded. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's an author. So it's, it's so good. I feel like if anyone plays Alan Wake, they will understand me more because it's, it's who I am. <laughs> you can run for 2.3 seconds. That's also true. <laughs> I feel like people will play Alan Wake and they will see me if they know who I am, and they'll be like, oh. Mike just lives life a quarter mile at a time. <laughs> in 2.2 f- seconds. I, as much as I love the Fast and the Furious, that is not me. <laughs> I'm not that cool. <laughs> oh, shoot. I, um, I, I, I forgot for half a second how little Alan likes 2000s cool nostalgia and I definitely I definitely do not. I definitely because yeah, good luck. Look, my favorite thing to come out of that era is LFO's Summer Girls, which is a modern uh, poet laureate. It is. Uh, It is beautiful. (laughs) It's Roth Rothfuss level writing. (laughs) Oh my! Level bros. (laughs) Rothfuss, the biggest bro. That song is a masterpiece. (laughs) I talked so bad about that song and then it gets stuck in my head and I want to listen to it on repeat. I'm going to so, buy the Tony Hawk game or the Tony Hawk uh, remaster of one and two. I'm sorry, but I'm going to do it. 
Why? I'll buy. I'll buy at the same time I buy uh, Shadow of Mordor for you. Along with SSX, you're gonna do SSX as well. I was just talking about SSX. Uh, there's there was a video that came out from uh, the kind of funny guys, <laughs> and they were talk they were talking about EA Big, and <laughs> I was I was lamenting EA. Big. Oh, you actually commented on that when I tweeted it. EA Big yeah. was one of the best yeah. things that existed in video games, and it needs okay. to come back. Okay, so guys, what? Okay, let's I talk. Want, oh, sorry, okay. go ahead, Andrew. Real quick, I just want to point out that on GameSpot.com, the title for the Tales of Arise review is Wake Me Up Inside. <laughs> no, I hope it's not. I yes, hope I, hope it is. I hope it is. Yes, we need some Evanescence. Oh my gosh, game. guys, this is an Evanescence music video. <laughs> wake me up. Wake me up inside. Can't wake up. Save me. Come on, name save me. Oh, that's the best title for an art. I, I just had to break. I just had to point that out. We, Tales of Arise. They give it a seven, and guess what? One Gamespot doesn't know actually how to rate games, so <laughs> no one should ever listen to what Gamespot gives anything. I mean, to don't, be fair, don't go down this trail, Alan. Michael will follow you. Does Michael does Michael disagree? Do you think Gamespot? I, I was a GameSpot fanboy for a long time. I can't speak to current GameSpot staff because I haven't followed it as much, but I have very strong opinions on review theories. You think the GameSpot has good takes on games? Uh, I think they it's used to. I used to I, I used to follow GameSpot a lot. Mm -hmm. but then until, yeah. until like somewhere in the last like five, six years they, or so. They fired all of their writers. Okay, because then they started like rating things. I'm like, that's like you're the only you're the only video game journalist who gave who gave something that high a score you're the only ones why this game isn't good like i played it it's not good every other gaming journalist i'm not a gaming journalist but the other gaming journalist things played it like what are you doing GameSpot? get like, into the jeff gersman debacle like i just don't understand but they gave it a seven, which is fine. Tales games never get much on because sure. what game, okay. Sorry, here's where I started falling <laughs> apart with GameSpot. Where if a if a if an RPG is turn based, GameSpot trashes it, gives it a bad review because for some reason they're always like, "Well, it's turn based. They didn't do anything to like to stretch the genre. Like, who cares? Like, just because something is using old mechanics." doesn't oh, automatically ipso facto make the game not as good as something that uses you mechanics you, uh, new mechanics case in point final fantasy remake final fantasy 7 remake is trash i think the new mechanics are garbage like they changed it because I'm sure our audience cool. completely disagrees with you they can disagree all they want but <laughs> <laughs> if use a different game that doesn't have so much fanboy nostalgia as then Final Fantasy VII Remake, there are games all the time that change mechanics just... Okay, any freaking game from the early 2000s that used motion controls, they did it because they could, not because they needed to. Do you think your, your shooter game on the PS3 needs motion control in your six-axis? The answer's no. Just because you change the mechanics doesn't mean it's good. Was like, it was, was and it that was that was my that was when I was like, GameSpot, shut up, quit being freaking an edgy hipster. Like, stop. Like, oh, dude. what? I'm I'm of two minds when it comes to review theory. I have like two brains, and I can split off, and I could fully defend and embrace either of these concepts, which is like the do I review things as the hipster who's like always looking for innovation above all else? Or do I review things on fun value, like alone? Why does those it, are, they're so different though. There's so there's value in both. There's value in both dude. Innovation. If it's not fun sucks. Yes, I agree. But that means that fun is a but, higher quotient because a game can be fun without being innovative. But fun a game is, can be innovative fun and is not so fun. Personal. It's like saying something is funny or not. It's a very personal thing. Like people, people love different things. But as and, a reviewer, it's your job to give your opinion. Oh, but what if your opinion is the edgy hipster? <laughs> what if you are fully in that lifestyle? Oh, dude? well, then I mean, but then, but then that's that's the that's the glory of BookTube is like. You know, they follow us based on you know our personal review style and our personal opinions. And if you are like super hipster, we're like, 
oh, this uses tropes that I've seen more than one time. Therefore, this book is not for me. I only read books that can be understood with a companion novel that's written in ancient Hebrew upon the 13th reading, only sitting under the, the Orion constellation in the fall. When the moon hits this book, it shows a sigil that unlocks the true meaning. That is quality God uh, entertainment. I thought, you, I thought you were a Malazan fan. I thought, that's how that, I thought you had to read it that way. I would. I People that treat Malazan like that, it's like you do not have to read it multiple times to enjoy it. You can enjoy it the first time through. Um, but like, like I mean, that's fine. I don't follow. I don't follow reviewers like that. So if you're the edgy hipster who hates oh. anything that has done anything before, that's fine, Michael. I'm not going to click on your reviews. I love, I love, I love both of those. I think there's, there's review theory is just such an interesting topic because Michael, I do I'll, think there's value in talk about review theory. There's, there's value in pushing things forward. If, if video games are just going to be cash ins that are shameless because they do like sequels are often just the same thing again they don't have to add anything like that's what fifa is when you you there's you have to balance innovation with capturing the spirit of what made the thing good in the first place and when you find that balance that's when you get real steps forward in gaming that's when you get your halo 4 your cod 4 moments because you take shooting which has been fun in consoles and you make it Work, which has not been done on consoles before. I didn't Halo. Halo before. Halo, Halo don't good. don't do Halo did, for that category. You did it. Not Halo Four. Not Halo Four. Halo Four. I met Halo. I met Halo the first Halo. Oh, you said Halo Four. Halo 4. I did say Halo Four. No, Halo Four is a bad game. Okay, so Michael, it's a little different for me because, and I agree with you. I agree with you for like FIFA and like absolutely with those yearly installment games, you absolutely have to innovate. However, with RPGs. I don't like I, like the sequel to an RPG. I don't need them to change the mechanics. I need them to change the story. The story needs to be more See, interesting. I but that, that, that's inconsistent then, because what's the difference between like a yearly FIFA title versus if if, if they're just making that gameplay that people want versus just an RPG that just is what people want? I don't think people don't play FIFA for the story. I don't think everybody. It's not about the story, I, I, though. I know. I, I think that you guys are are arguing okay. separate things. I know what you're saying, Alan. I don't think the market as a whole and obviously you're speaking for yourself only i don't think the market no, as I'm a whole of truth i'm speaking supports the idea of what you said which what you said is like dude you could just use the same engine and tell a different story just write a different story no no you can you you can update it what i'm saying it doesn't matter, but nothing. i don't i don't want to play a game that feels like a game from the past i want it to be new that's fine, but what I'm saying is sometimes it goes too freaking far in the opposite direction, and just because it doesn't have innovation doesn't make it bad. If it's not fun, well, it does make it bad. That's why, that's why we have iteration, and we do have to exclude gimmicks, because gimmicks that come with consoles are truly awful. I'm playing a little bit of, um, I forgot to mention, that I started playing Skyward Sword, which was originally a motion control required game. And it is um, on multiple levels. There's problems with it, but actually one of the problems with Skyward Sword is that it is uh, gimmicky and it uh, is awful because it originally had motion controls. They took motion controls out so that you could play it on the, um, the switch portable, whatever switch light. Um, but the controls are awful it's it's literally like, hey, I should be able to press a button to swing my sword. Instead, I have to do funny stick stuff, which is is an innuendo for one. And two, one of the problems with Skyward Sword is that game did not iterate or innovate in any useful way for the Zelda formula. And it's truly a bad Zelda game for it. And I think that's probably a good example for this discussion to where it is a Zelda game that just checked the Zelda boxes and looked prettier. And that wasn't enough. And there's definitely ways to flub it by trying to change things for changes sake. But I think that it is, is equally as problematic if you don't change enough and it becomes too stale. Some people may not care, especially if they're story focused or, or whatever. It depends on what your focus That's is. That's what I'm so. saying. Like for me personally, that, 
if Skyward Sword had a compelling narrative, this is the problem with Zelda games, is they're not story games. Like, yeah. people be like, no, well, you get Ocarina of Time is an amazing... No, it doesn't. Um, there's uh, Zelda's... Are you saying the Ocarina of Time is not amazing? Or are you saying the story is not amazing? I'm saying the story is not amazing. And oh, I will acceptable. say Link to the Past is better than Ocarina of Time. So you're just going to have to hear that um, and be okay with it. I've heard um, that wrong opinion before. That's not a wrong opinion. It's from people who have played video games... Um, before it's from the I've, I've played link to the past yeah you didn't or you or you would understand that it's better people who <laughs> wise oracles uh know that link to the past is a superior game um ocarina of time is hideous it is ugly it is hideous and it has the water temple link to the past is fluid <laughs> and beautiful and um you know and has some it's really fun. weird mechanics that are dated oh, as well. Oh, you're right. Ocarina of Time doesn't have weird mechanics at no, all. No, no, no. I will not defend the water. I will not defend parts of Ocarina of Time. But some people pretend that, that Link to the Past was not also flawed. Of course it's flawed. It's just better than Ocarina. It only has to be better than Ocarina. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Ocarina made 3D games what they are today. That, that doesn't make it a good game. That makes it a pioneer. It makes it both. It doesn't. Ocarina of Time was was one of the best games when it was released. Not since. I agree with you. I agree with you. It was one of the best games when it was released. I agree. I agree. But Link to the Past is better. Oh my god. It is. I, I don't tell you. I don't. I don't know how to. I don't know how to have this conversation without pooping on Link to the Past, which I don't want to do because I also think Link to the Past when it came out was amazing. <laughs> I know, and it is. It is overall objectively a better game than Ocarina of Time. Oh my word! Wow. Have you played Link to the Past? Andrew? I have. That's why I'm defending it. Andrew. Oh. No. You haven't played Link to the Past or Ocarina? The, oh, Andrew can't this, wait. This is kind it's going to be Majora's Mask. We're going to have to kick him out. <laughs> no, the the only Zelda game that I've ever completed was Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild's real good, but it's Breath of the Wild is real good. I know. I just, I didn't have, I had Nintendo consoles, but for some reason, we just never had Zelda games or Mario games for that matter. Like, it, it's crazy. I don't know what happened to my childhood. So Those my were just two things that we're missing like i like i do agree there needs to be some updating for I'll, I'll i'll do a good example mass effect one to mass effect two mass effect one is not was not the original was not a fun game to play the story was excellent but it was not a fun game to play and even in the remaster they improved it a lot but then when you go from one to two which i immediately did two is so much better than one just in gameplay so that improvement was necessary but the improvement from two to three was very minor. Like it was just like tweaked iterations of what we had in two. Um, three was three was essentially an improved two. Uh, and so that's that's a good uh, example for both sides of the argument because three was not a vast improvement mechanically over two. It was a slight improvement. And then two was a vast mechanical improvement over one. So I guess, I mean, I guess you're right. Like it does need to innovate, but what ticks me off is when someone says that because it did something like, it's really the turn-based thing. I do not think a turn-based RPG is on its face and by its nature, a bad game. I don't, I think so much else has to go into it just I, because it's turn-based because I then agree. it's because just a then, preference. I think that it is less in vogue than it used to be though. I think less people enjoy turn-based systems it, on on a percentage scale, that it's, it's on its way back. Like it's bouncing back. Turn base is more in vogue now than it was five years ago. Um, that's why a lot of these like these indie games have turn based stuff. I know you're a JRPG guy. Mm -hmm. Do you love turn based combat, or do you just can you put up with it for a good story? Um, okay, so what I don't like. I don't, here's what I prefer. I prefer turn-based combat that has a quick time element to it, like Legend of Dragoon, uh, Mario, Super Mario RPG, um, to where, uh, yeah, like, like freaking Mario and Luigi Superstar, like we were yeah. talking about, yeah. where you, 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 you choose, you have a turn, but then to do extra damage or to make it hit or to crit or whatever, you have to press some kind of button because that's at least engaging. What I don't like is crap like Final Fantasy VII Remake where there is so much going on. The real thing that I don't like in RPGs is not being able to control my party. And turn-based is the only thing that lets you control your party because AI in action RPGs 
is bad. It's always been bad. It remains bad. The only game it was good in was Final Fantasy XII because they had gambits. You could unlock literally a list of 30 commands that you could give them that said, if this, then this, if this, then this, and you could prioritize them, meaning you could tailor their actions to exactly what you wanted them to do. It's the best, it's the best companion AI in any RPG I've played. That is why that was okay. I don't like not being able to control, control my party members. Like, what's the point? If I can't control them, why do I even care that they're there? The, that is the, what frustrates me. So the, the does that thing, answer the question? It does. The thing for me that, and this is personal, the thing for me that took regular turn-based RPGs off the table was the fact that we have tactical turn-based RPGs, which I find infinitely more interesting I agree. than your regular lined up or even your persona. What do they call the persona? Um, there's there's what? a different term for that where you can you can hit people with a certain thing and then continue your turn or whatever. Oh yeah, that's the yeah, that's that's just called the turn press system. Yeah, whatever. Yes. So the the when I played Shining Force, which is an early game. Um, and realized that you could add the tactical element to that. It took a lot of the fun on the more standard turn-based RPGs out of it for me to where I would always rather play something like Shining Force or Fire Emblem than a traditional JRPG turn-based system. Well, what uh, what I, li I like Mass Effect, the way that you can freeze the action, issue commands, and go. I do like that. Uh, what I don't like about Final Fantasy VII Remake is that you can issue commands, that's fine, but like everything is so frenetic and chaotic, you can miss with magic. Like I've never played a game, an RPG ever, where you can miss with a spell. The whole point is that it takes, like, cause it's not like it goes off automatically. It, you have it to cast it. Yeah. And by the time you're cast done casting, the thing has moved. Like it's, it's just so chaotic. And of course, there's always people who are like, oh my gosh, it was so amazing. I'm sure Logan is watching right now. We have like, you know, we have the people that watch all the time and Logan has the worst takes on really everything. He's, Logan's, he's fantastic, but he tried, he literally tried to say, he tried to say in Discord the other day that Pirates 3 is as good as Pirates 1. And that's oh. not right. It's just yeah. not right. Yeah, I, I saw him say that. <laughs> So sorry, we're calling I, you out. Logan. I agree. I agree with a lot of Logan's takes, just not related to movies. Just, yeah, but not not that Pirates Three is. I can agree with video game takes though, because he's also a Switch defender. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, but uh, but it's just like I didn't like Final Fantasy VII like remake at all because because it was just so chaotic. And you know why it was chaotic? Because freaking Kingdom Hearts dude got his hands on it, I, and all he loves is chaos. Did I beat Kingdom Hearts Three? And talk about it on this show you at all? You told me you didn't beat it. You're like, you have no idea what's going on. Oh, That's I beat it. You oh, you did finally? I you did beat it. At some point since we've talked, I've beat Kingdom Hearts 3. What a what a travesty that series has become. Or was um, it always intended this way? I replayed the first one not that long ago. And it's it's got issues, but it's not as bad as what it's... It's become a monstrosity. <laughs> But yes, I well, that was the thing I was thinking of is when you were talking about action RPGs where there's so much going on and you have no control of your party members and that I mean that is Kingdom Hearts which is has become Final Fantasy at this point. Yeah. Um so I mean I get it. Like in I'm not against innovation and I'm not and I'm not a diehard for example, for example, Dragon Quest 11 that came out a couple years ago. Um is a beautiful game with a like just a charming appeal and a, and a pretty good story but it is one of the longest games i have ever played because you beat them you beat the main storyline which is like 60 plus hours and then to get the true ending you play another 40 plus hours <sighs> and a hundred hours of completely turn-based like what just turn-based um combat it was too much and the story while good was not good enough to sustain it so by the end i'm just like this game's got to be done because it like it because i fought every battle the same by that point you know what i mean so that is the weakness in turn base like 
nowadays for me to like just straight up turn base, no button press, no action oriented at all. The story needs to be really good so that I'm like, let's go, let's go. I got to see what's going to happen next. And it just wasn't there. So, I mean, I, I do get it. I'm, I'm, I'm partly playing devil's advocate because I just don't really like everyone always wanting to change everything all the freaking time. Sure. But you know, like I played, I played Assassin's Creed four black flag and then rogue. And I enjoyed them both. They were the same freaking game, but I liked both of them. Yeah. I have a question and then I have a topic that we should talk about on a future episode. First of all, how long does it take you to beat an Assassin's Creed game? Cause you're full completing them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. They don't, um, they don't, don't hour track. Yeah. They don't hour track, but it's, I mean, it's, I mean, as long as it takes an RPG, cause I full complete them. So between somewhere between 40 and 80 hours depending on rogue was very very short rogue was not did not take me long at it's all not I'm as not long as i thought it would take for its achievements if... are uh are easy but um unity will probably take me unity will take me 80 when all said and done if not if not more okay. um keep talking i'm gonna pull it up just to see if it shows me sure sure my uh, time played. i was i was anticipating it being longer for an open world game just because i don't ever full complete open world games so they all take me about 15 to 22 hours to beat which <laughs> um, is also other, how long rpgs take me to beat usually the open world ones are the real open world ones are like origins odyssey and valhalla those will take longer i'm sure yeah i was i was anticipating a hundred plus hour count for those games um if you full complete them which i would never do um but then i was just thinking that a great topic for a future episode would be talking about game lengths and how that relates to value and whether or not that matters in 2021, because I think that's a fun conversation. We should talk about that. My short answer is it used to matter a lot because I was poor. Mm -hmm. And so I could really afford one game a month. So I needed to buy the game that was going to let me play the longest. Well, it's a good thing you're a JRPG cheap, fan. Then. Cheap games can be long now, and cheap games can be short. We have such a better pricing system yeah. now that the indie game scene has taken off, and it's very interesting on how certain games I'm willing to pay more for short, and certain games I want to last longer, even though they're cheap. Like it's a it's a weird, complex relationship. Yeah, I get that. Um, I don't like artificial padding. It annoys me. I once once I became uh, I don't know, fifteen years old and got a part time job for the first time. Artificial padding in video games makes me super mad now. <laughs> Where I'm like, if I'm doing the same thing with nothing, like with no iteration in the gameplay within its own game, I will get frustrated pretty quickly. Be like, why am I doing this? This is not a fun action, and I've learned or seen nothing new in the game. Yeah, like, no, no, no time tracker. Sorry. Okay. What are you gonna say? Something, Andrew? I was just, I was, I think there's only one game that had I wouldn't artificial padding that I like. I felt actually like fit into the game, um, and that was Red Dead Two, um, because a large part of that story and um kind of the experience of that game is taking care of your camp and it's literally walking around and doing chores it's literally like grabbing water going to fill hauling feed back and forth between the horses and the wagons and it, it the only reason that that kind of fit was because it built into the character stories and it helped you and it, for me as a player and this that game is super divisive for basically this exact element <laughs> of um it it invested me further into the character and into the story of what was actually happening with these people who I did care about. And so, um, but I, that, I think that's the only game I've played where it was like, this actually makes sense for what they're doing in a game. You will. Um, yeah. For something like that, where it's going to be world building, character building, atmosphere building. I'm the guy that will defend the longest books ever that are boring. I'm, I'm talk- Don't well, you I'm, dare I'm, talk I'm, trash I'm, about Stormlight. I'm reading. I'm, I'm reading King Color Chronicles right now, so <laughs> I'm very much enjoying uh, that. Um, but um, yeah, I think the the last game that I think I played that had a lot of padding that I did enjoy was Metal Gear Solid Five, where you literally like you beat the campaign, quote unquote, okay. and then there's like a whole like that game is two. not finished. <laughs> that game is not finished. That is a bullcrap. 
a, an extreme insane example where they did not finish the game, but they <laughs> wanted you to play it more, so they made you play the old levels on hard mode just to get the final cutscene. That game will. That game is one of the best games. <laughs> That never got finished yeah. and has some of the dumbest. I'm sorry that Trigger was so hard. <laughs> I still haven't played it, and I was a huge Metal Gear fan. I have it, and I just haven't played it. I, I, almost, I almost say that you shouldn't play it, Alan. Metal, Metal Gear Solid Gear. 5 is amazing on so many levels, and then he just couldn't finish it. Metal and, Gear 3 is oh. phenomenal. Snake Eater, I love. Yeah. Snake Eater was the first Metal Gear I played. Oh really? I love Snake Eater so much. Like it is the final fight with the boss as mm. the missiles are coming towards you in mm -hmm. the field of flowers, where she just like grabs you, like twists your gun, throws it, and you're like, "Where's my freaking gun?" <laughs> All the while, the freaking Snake Eater song gets louder and louder. What yep, that crescendo? What an amazing experience! Like I played, I've played that game one time. I've beaten it once. And it was back in must have been two, must have been right when it came out, 2004, 2005. And that's how memorable that game was. Like, mm -hmm. man, man, what a boss fight. What a boss fight. Literally. Have you played Death Stranding? I haven't, no. Are you gonna play the director's cut? I mean, no, I have the main one. I'm not gonna buy the director's cut before playing the main one. No, I mean, I'm not gonna no, I mean, I don't really want to play United States Postal Service, the game. Uh, but I mean, it's Kojima. Have you played it? No, mm -hmm. I've, I've, never, it. I've never played a Kojima game except for Metal Gear Solid 5. PT, oh, really? Uh, I haven't played PT. Wait, what? I have PT, but I have never played it. You've never played PT? No, definitely play it. You'll scream. I would, I well, yes, I would scream and pee my pants I or something. I, I'm I've shocked. seen PT played so many times, though. Like, it just, it's. <laughs> It's one of those things where it's like, should I play this? I've watched 10 playthroughs. Oh, my. That's, that kind of shocks me quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a scared little baby, dude. Have you seen all the Dead Space remake stuff? Yes. Why, why yeah. are you a chicken baby, Michael? I am, <laughs> I'm not a chicken baby with books. I don't think I'm a chicken baby with movies. I am beyond chicken baby with video games. There's there, yeah. I, I don't like horror games either. There's footage I have of me on the internet playing the original Dead Space, and like for like, and like nothing happens for like an hour as I'm wandering around these hallways, and then all of a sudden there's like one thing happens, and I like freak out. I was like, well, I think I'm done. I Alan, played, I played and beat the first two Dead Spaces. Alan has has seen evidence of when I get scared in video games, I just get angry and yell. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that's entertaining or not. <laughs> yeah, it might be for oh, some people. Um. So, um, any any final final thoughts? Because we're at, we're at about an hour. Um, I'm I'm just glad that we can like literally just get together and talk about video games for an hour. Um, it's, it's, I mean, again, like guys, I know we're gonna cut it short, but. If you can hold down, like please hold on to your uh, your anticipation for whether or not Andrew figures out his traffic situation. <laughs> I might have to do a live stream just to. I was like, take a poll. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, listen, I need your help. Oh my god! Crowdsourcing crowd traffic problem. It'll be the it'll be the highest viewed Twitch stream that day. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Oh, oh I wonder what Twitch Street Tw City uh, Skylines Twitch streams look like. <laughs> I, bet oh, you, exactly I know they're out there. Like, I watched a guy's Twitch stream of Farming Simulator one time, and it was exactly, it was actually more interesting than it sounds. I I just want to thank you guys for allowing me to be. I've been a fan of the show for a while. Thank you for letting me be on this episode. And I haven't been able to talk to you in a very long time, and it was very uh, um fulfilling it was not when you're making your uh your uh you know grand debut your return i uh have no idea and i'm very scared so never are you shutting down are you is this your is this your, your farewell speech? I'm, I'm pod fading officially guys there's so many city skylines live streams right now that's ridiculous that there's one. I'm surprised there's one City Skylines. <laughs> the highest. It's the only highest. ridiculous to me because that game is like 10 years old now. <laughs> the highest uh, viewer count is 59. There's 60 people watching someone play 
All right, guys. So on that note, um, we will be, we will return very soon with another episode where hopefully Don't say we'll very return. soon. What? Don't we say will, very soon. We're, we'll return. <laughs> we will be back. We will be back. Where we will talk about um, we'll talk about like Andrew's city. Uh, we'll talk about the Sony PS5 showcase, which I, that one of us here will be excited about. Do we have any predictions um, for that? Uh, they will tell us that. Forgot. Oh, I forgot. Man, there's something I want to talk about. Um, it, here, put a pin in this conversation. The fact that Sony is no longer offering free next-gen upgrades for PS4 games. Like, so if you own the PS4 game, henceforth, if you get the PS4 game now and then you get a PS5, you cannot upgrade it to the PS5 version. You must purchase the PS5 version because Sony hates its customers. I don't understand why Sony hates its customers. And then Xbox is like, hey, how would you like to play really any game we've ever come out with for like $69 a year? <laughs> and Sony's meanwhile like, what can we do to have people not want our system? Yeah. Like, what are the things we could do to make more people play the Switch or the Xbox? And they're doing all those things. So. Yeah. The, thing, the, the thing that's making me get, it's going to make me get a PS5 eventually is just having those games. Like, because I, I can play the Microsoft games on my computer. The like, thing I, is, I think they're so freaking arrogant. I think they think their crap doesn't stink because their freaking first party games are so good. Mm -hmm. And their first party games are very, very good. Yes. But they're cheesing me off right now. They're going to make me get a Switch and it's going to be their fault. Yes. Yes. Do it. Anyway, I'll, I'll I'll send you my friend code <laughs> because Nintendo can't grasp the concept of multiplayer online. They don't understand the internet. Nintendo developers are not allowed to play other video games, so they don't know what's going on right. in the rest of the world. People people that work people that work for Nintendo they call they call it the TikTok and the Facebooks. <laughs> like that's what they call things. So. Oh shoot. Anyway, anyway. All right. So, guys, let us know in the comments. Logan, feel free to talk about our hot takes. Um, <laughs> everyone else, what are you most excited about Andrew's City to hear about on the, on the next episode? <laughs> also, where do you stand on the on Michael the the Michael Nip school of video game theory? Are you a um, review theory? Is it yeah review theory? Is it is it what is it, fun or innovation? Um, if you had to choose one, don't be like, well, the balance of both. Don't equivocate. Don't don't be don't be never Neville Chamberlain. <laughs> like, pick a side. We're at war. Um, all right. And this has been Press X to Revolution. Um, thank you to my first time guest, Michael Nip, um, and longtime collaborator, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, I don't know your last name. What's your last name? Uh, I, I, I disclose. I can't disclose that. Oh, he can't disclose Bobby, it. Bobby Kotick will find me. I gotcha. <laughs> a gamer, the gamer currently known as Andrew. Yes. Uh, I'm Alan. You can find me at Alan's Andrew all over the freaking place. We'll see you guys next time. <laughs> Later. Bye.